Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It ain't easy now How could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm just standing still How can I fight this obsession Have I not learned my lesson Maybe I never Hello Steeler fans, welcome to day two of Behind the Steel Curtains coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft. We are here. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made their second round choice. George Pickens, the wide receiver. Andrew Wilbar, tell us a little about George Pickens. Pickens is a wide receiver from Georgia who suffered a torn ACL and has just battled with a lot of different injuries, but six foot three, over 200 pounds, big body on the outside, really good on contested catches, did a good job separating late at Georgia. If not for the injury, he would have, I mean, we were talking a year ago, he could have potentially been the number one wide receiver off the board. Uh, so if you're going by that, you know, Steelers get pretty good value here in the second, a little bit of a risk with the injury and maybe not even the best receiver available, but I definitely trust the Steelers uh, ability to scout receivers. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where the Steelers decide to uh, put him. Shannon, what are your thoughts? Are we going to have to start calling it Pittsburgh? Because <laughs> we got Pickens, uh, Pickett and now Pickens. So I've heard of people say it's got to be Pittsburgh now, but that's not good. It sounds like an interception waiting to happen. But uh, he's tall, fast, explosive. Uh, he get, he'll get he can take the top off. He'll give him that separation late on them deep balls. You know where he can he can pull away from the cornerback. I totally understand it. I thought the Sky Moore was the perfect prospect. Uh, you know I was going to talk about it earlier. There's value in guys who want to be Pittsburgh Steelers because the guys who want to be, when you're negotiating that second contract, they want to be there and they're willing to work out a fair market deal more so than a guy who wants to go somewhere else. So I thought that about Pickett last night and I thought that about Moore. Uh, I don't know how Pickens feels about coming to Pittsburgh, but hopefully he's excited about it. And hopefully we have the quarterback play that can take advantage of that deep speed. All right, like yeah, Andrew, this is a good thing because I'm up here near New Kensington. You know, everyone in my area, like I people who know I I do for the site and I cover the Steelers are like, are we getting Sky Moore? Like who are we get are we going to get Sky Moore? My my wife's friend from high school is Sky Moore's uncle. Like what is what are the Steelers getting here with George Pickens that is different from what Sky Moore offers? Why why are they going with a George Pickens over Sky Moore from a from a talent and and skill set side? 
it looks like they want more physicality at receiver and Sky Moore. He would, I mean, he was definitely okay. He just went to the Kansas City Chiefs, fifty fourth oh. overall, which is a great fit with yeah. Kansas City. I mean, Andy Reid is going to use him so well. But with Pickens, I, I, he's not the greatest route runner, uh, but he does have good body control and he does a good job of high pointing the football. Very aware toward the boundary. He's a very good boundary receiver. Not the most versatile, and I think. I kind of bought into the rumors that Matt Canda really wanted more of a versatile weapon uh, just to, that he can kind of move around. I don't think Pickens that guy, but maybe, you know, I don't think it's necessarily to push Chase Claypool, uh, but they play similar styles. Obviously he's a little bit smaller uh, than Claypool is, but uh, in terms of contested catches, uh, making big plays on the outside, um, I think Pickens plays a similar style or at least tries to um, very similar to what we already have with Claypool. Yeah, I and this is an interesting thing to me because, in my opinion, uh, I know I, I'm not. This is not a common thing that other people agree with all the time. But I think Claypool is a better X receiver. He's more of a route runner. He's not a pure deep threat. Even looking at his college film, that wasn't his thing. The Steelers have been using him in that role because that's what they need. And now they're going out to get a legitimate guy. I I don't know. Do we, is this kind of replacing Claypool in the offense or do you guys think there is a uh, room for both these guys to fit and if that's the case who's who's playing the slot who's playing outside who's playing the x receiver who do you where do you where do you think these guys play Shannon you want to you want to take that well if you and I have talked more would have been perfect in the slot with yeah. the potential to play on the outside too uh Piggins is outside I yeah. mean he's he's you know he's going to go that's his thing he has a limited route tree. Now, he has the talent to build off that, but you know, I'm just talking about now as a rookie. Claypool is going to have to drop in the slot, I would assume, and maybe some fire muth because Dante Johnson can't do it because he'll get killed. He he's too frail. He doesn't like contact. He cannot play in the slot. You, you, there's a certain level of toughness you have to have to play on that interior. I'm happy for Sky Moore that that he went to a place that's going to really be able to use him, yeah. and I expect him to have a huge rookie season. They they lost to rekill. They get Sky Moore. The rich just keep on getting richer. But I, I'm a I'm going to be a huge Pickens fan now. But Pickens is not a slot guy, so he's he's got to stay outside. Andrew Wilbar, what do you think? Do you think who do you where do you who do you think is the Steelers slot receiver this coming year? probably chase Claypool and it would not surprise me if the Steelers are higher on Anthony Miller than a lot of people seem to realize still around he he was very productive with Mitch Trubisky the one year the second year that Trubisky had they really came on toward the end of that year uh, I know he had several uh 75 plus receiving yard games was getting targeted a lot more once they started building up a chemistry so it wouldn't surprise me if we see more Anthony Miller than maybe what a lot of people seem to think okay I want to get you guys both uh, your input on the Steelers' offense and what what we're seeing from it now and what you expect to see. We've got we've added obviously Kenny Pickens. Now we're at Kenny Pickett. We're adding George Pickens. What what is this offense shaping up to be? What are what are you seeing from a you know a Matt Canada perspective? A a, a who's you know how is this helping Kenny Pickett? What what are you guys seeing here? Well, one another thing I wanted to mention, uh, I think the Steelers went with Pickens due to the size factor. Because if you look at the later, the third and fourth round 
receivers that will probably be there. There is some quality there. They're smaller guys. You know, Danny Gray, Bo Melton. I mean, there's some guys in the middle rounds that are fast, elusive. They're smaller. I thought Wayne Dell Robertson, I had him as a fourth-round guy. He went in the second. But, you know, there are some of them guys out there. There's nobody really uh, worthy of maybe a third-round pick, let's say, uh, or a second with that size. Pickens, it was starting to get slim Pickens. So I think that's why they went with him. Um, as we know, I think you're going to see a lot of snaps under center, two tight ends, play action, pound Harris, try to set up Pickens deep. You know, if depending on how fast Pickett starts playing, because Trubisky also will use the middle of the field, but I think he's, I don't think he's as effective as using the middle as Pickett is. So, you know, if you can use Fryermuth and say Claypool in the middle, uh, I think you're going to see that, especially off play action. So, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. I think we're going to become more of a uh, ball control, power, or run-centric, or run-emphasis, heavy run, <clears throat> running game. So, uh, I have a feeling that's what we're going to see. Okay. Andrew, specifically, I wanted to – Get your thoughts on this, on what, how you feel Kenny Pickett's deep ball accuracy, his arm strength, that stuff. Is is he the kind of quarterback that's gonna gonna really be able to use uh, a George Pickens, or or is this a guy that like fits better with a Mitchell Trubisky? Who who do you think which quarterback do you think benefits George Pickens more on the of the Steelers? Well, you can even bring in Rayson Rudolph of the Steelers three quarterbacks. I think with Pickens, there are some traits in his game that are comparable to Allen Robinson. I know that comparison was thrown around a lot. So maybe the Steelers feel he can be that Allen Robinson for Trubisky. I know with Pickett, he's very comfortable on rolling out, and he can roll out either way. I know the Minnesota Vikings, a lot of times they have their quarterbacks roll out to the weak side, for the, the opposite side for a right-handed quarterback to generally roll out to, um, which is where uh, I think a lot of the Kirk Cousins comparisons come in because Cousins does that really well, gain outside the pocket making plays on the run, and really Trubisky to an extent as well. He was a more effective passer with Chicago when he was being able to run outside the pocket and make a throw. Deep ball, I mean, Pickett's accuracy was really good. I will say that several deep balls, Addison, the receiver from Pitt, they weren't the most accurate balls, but Addison was able to come down with them. Maybe they think, I mean, maybe they think Sky Moore can be the Addison, you know. I mean, they're all kind of in that same lanky type receivers on the outside that can go up get the ball. I, I would think, I thought if the Sears were going to get another bigger weapon on the outside, it would be for Malik Willis because there are a little bit more concerns with accuracy, maybe get guys with bigger catch radiuses. Um, but it's another toy added to the bag. Be interesting to see how Steelers decide to use them. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great setup. I mean, he now, you had George Pickens to that wide receiver room. You've got three receivers. You've got Pat Fryermuth. You've got Najee Harris. You've got, what should be an improved offensive line, not like a greatly improved one, but a, but an improved one. And there's a lot of weapons on this offense for the, for whoever ends up the quarterback. Where do you guys see this offense ranking this year? Do you, do you think we're seeing a serious move up for this, for this Steelers offense in, in, in scoring and, you know, yards, everything. Do you, do you guys think we're going to see a much better offense this year than we did last year? 
Yeah, I think the there should be some real improvement, but it all hinges on the offensive line. How fast yeah. they gel and you know how fast they decide on the starting five and you know they they develop chemistry together and get comfortable because everything's gonna play off of that offensive line. Because if offensive line can be effective, the running game, you know, Najee Harris, he, he's a stud, but he's got to have blocking. And then that'll open up the passing game, which will also help Harris, who's also a good receiver, lest we forget. So it's all going to be predicated on that offensive line. Andrew, what do you think? Where do you think the Steelers offense is going to end up? Like, where is it trending right now? I think it's definitely trending up. Um, I mean, I think automatically – it's going to be better than what it was last year with all the dink and dunk passes. I think Pickett's going to be a little bit more efficient. I am wondering if red zone efficiency, it was definitely something that Pickett had to show great improvement in, in terms of his super senior season compared to the rest of his career. He had struggled a lot in the red zone. So may red zone efficiency is something that the Steelers are really focusing on getting guys again. I mean, it's almost like almost similar to what the chargers were doing with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and they had a couple other bigger receivers at the time. They had a big tight end, had Hunter Henry. Maybe the Steelers are trying to build a similar offense to that for their young quarterback. Um, I, it's just I, I would have expected the bigger receiver to go with a Willis type, and I would have expected the better route runner underneath to go if the Steelers were going to take a picket. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm still. I don't know. It's it's just so weird because where do you play him? I mean, he's going to be on the outside. So I guess yeah. you have to move Claypool to the inside. He, his size could be a big mismatch, especially, I mean, Baltimore, they are still in need of a slot corner. They um, lost theirs in free agency, I believe, um, had some injury concerns. And then, okay, you have Denzel Ward, smaller receiver. Maybe the Steelers think they can use Claypool more on the inside with his physicality and his size. Um, but other than that, I really don't know. Okay. All right. So this is the Steelers' first two picks, quarterback, wide receiver. Where do you guys see the third pick going? What kind of what positions do you think are heading the are the, the, the main positions, the front runners for the third round pick? To me, it has to be defensive line. Uh, defensive line, and then I'd say I think we need an inside buck linebacker more than a lot of people, obviously. But, you know, if there's somebody there that, you know, whether it be Anderson, Muma, whoever, uh, Channing, Tyndale, you know, they'd have to consider it. Um, but they they really need to get younger on that defensive line. So that, that would be my next guess. Andrew? I think it's got to be – I would think defensive back corner. They could go on the outside and move walls into the slot. I think it's more likely they go after a slot corner. I think if Marcus Jones from Houston is available, he's very similar to a Mike Hilton type player. Um, I know, I believe he's even said that that's who he compares himself to uh, in the NFL. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. I know the Steelers have done some homework on him. Jacoby Durant is another guy from South Carolina state. Who's risen boards as of late. I, uh, I know the Steelers don't draft from small schools a lot, but of course they've drafted Javon Hargrave from there before. Uh, so th- there's names with defense line. Has Travis Jones been taken yet? No, I haven't seen his name come up. No, not when we got on here. I mean, I assume he'll be gone, but at the same time, I remember the year that Hargrave came out. A lot of people 
were wondering if he'd make it to the Steelers' second-round pick, and he fell all the way to the third. So maybe if he falls to the third, even though the Steelers haven't – the Steelers weren't even present at his pro day, but if he falls that far, I wonder if maybe the Steelers would pull the trigger. Yeah, my – I had five positions that I thought the first four rounds were most likely going to come from. It was quarterback, wide receiver, off, uh, cornerback, defensive tackle, and offensive tackle. Obviously, wide receiver and quarterback have been addressed. So, I, yeah, I'm leaning defensive line, cornerback, because when you get past the third round, there's not a lot of great options at either of those positions really left. So it's it's kind of where the Steelers see a bigger need. Do you guys do you agree with the order of these picks, with the priorities the Steelers are showing, where they're saying, you know, our biggest needs were on offense with quarterback, with getting a quarterback, with getting a wide receiver. Uh, do you agree with those priorities with how the Steelers have, have done the first two picks? Well, losing three wide receivers out of the top five, wide receiver was definitely a priority. Quarterback with Trubisky, to me, it was kind of a BPA. I mean, if there was a guy that they honestly believe could potentially be their next franchise guy, I say take him. If not, yeah. I wanted them to skip quarterback altogether this year. But they obviously, they know Pickett. The thing is, they know him better than anybody else in this draft. They know him personally. They have that relationship. He knows the culture. He knows the the organization, their ethics, their values. He he's going to should be a smooth, seamless transition that way. So, um, you know, I have faith in them that they made the right decision. They got the guy they wanted, who wanted to be there. So, but yeah, my, going in for me, it was defensive line and wide receiver. So. Now it's it's time for defensive line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're running out of time for defensive line yeah. now. Andrew, do you do you do you agree with quarterback and then wide receiver? Do you think those priorities are good? Probably. I'd say receiver was definitely the in my opinion was the biggest need. And then quarterback, it depends. I'm a big fan of Trubisky. I think he'd be a great fit for Kansas system but that's why I thought Willis made more sense because ideally if you're going to sit a quarterback it's Willis I don't really see what sitting picket on the bench for a year is really going to do I mean he, I think he's as good as he's going to get he started over 40 career games in college we've seen what he's made of I he doesn't in terms of mechanics they're the best in this class um as decent footwork I, I just don't see what he's going to really improve on by sitting on the bench so that's why I'm a little bit surprised with why the Steelers would go after Trubisky. Obviously they had a need, um, but I'm, I'm just baffled that Malik Willis is still on the board. I would have never expected this in a million years. Yeah. That's, that's another surprising thing. No other quarterbacks have been taken. Do either of you guys think the Steelers could have not taken a quarterback in the first round, gone with another position and maybe picked up Kenny Pickett, here in round two, or would you have been okay with the Steelers taking something else? Do you think it would have been a better choice for the Steelers to take something else in first round and maybe pick up a Malik Willis in round two? Cause he's, he's still there. How do you think about that, Shannon? Well, I've all along thought that Pickett and Willis would go in the first round. Yeah. So I'd been saying Ritter in the second round, because I thought, that would be the, the best option. And they might, one of the top wide receivers like 
Williams because of the injury might fall to him in the first. But obviously, nobody's wanting none of these quarterbacks. And, yeah. you know, everybody's like, well, if, if one's picked, there's going to be a run on one. Well, the Steelers picked one at 20. Still ain't nobody going after any of these guys. So I think that every one of the quarterbacks this year had warts, and we knew this. When they're from the neck up, you don't know. If a guy's not accurate, like Josh Allen come in with accuracy issues, and he's, you know, gotten better in the pros. That usually doesn't happen. You either come in accurate or you don't get accurate. And so that's why Colbert said that accuracy is one of his big things. I think if you look at Pickett, I think he showed growth in leadership that you didn't necessarily see out of every quarterback in the class. I thought Ritter had it, uh, but, you know, some of the other guys, I'm just not sure, but I wasn't as familiar with them as as I was because I'd followed Ritter pretty closely. But, uh, yeah, it, it looks like the, 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 nobody's really excited about this quarterback class. Yeah. But I think I'm confident from the fact that how – the relationship the Steelers already have with Pickett, they knew way more than any of us about the young man. So I'm I'm having the confidence that, you know, they got the right guy. Well, I, like I said, I think we can all agree they got the guy they wanted. They had yeah. they had yeah. their shot, and that is definitely the guy they wanted. Andrew, I think I, you're a I know you're a Malik Willis fan. You're you're pretty open about that. Uh, do you think Kenny Pickett would have been here in round two? If the Steelers, looking at how the board has played out since then, do you think Kenny Pickett would have been here for the Steelers at pick 52? I think so. You look at all the teams that are in need of a quarterback, none of them are necessarily immediate, and all of them have guys in place to, that they could have allowed Malik Willis to develop if they wanted to take Willis, and he's the higher ups, he's the higher upside option. So I think they probably could have. I mean – Obviously, now the Steelers could have gotten Malik Willis in the second round, which I would have – last night, imagine if the Steelers took Willis in the second round. I would have been freaking out last night if the Steelers took a position other than that and then I, I wouldn't be able to fathom when if the Steelers were able to give it the second round. I would have lost all sanity, the little that I have already. Um, but I, the thing with Willis is that the, all of his teammates seem to cling to him. I remember at his pro day and stuff, after he had that huge pass down the field, he was going down celebrating with his teammates. Whenever his teammates made a good play, he was going down celebrating with them. He was always smiling. Everyone seemed to always uh, think highly of his character, um, just his leadership. I, I mean, I, I thought that he was one of the highest character guys in the class. I know several draft analysts have said he's one of those guys. I, I know for sure Todd McShay had said this uh, from people he had talked to at Liberty. He's a guy that's going to do anything it takes to be the best he possibly can be, or he's going to die trying to be an elite quarterback. And, you know, those are the type of guys to me that you want in a locker room. And at this point, I mean, we were, we were talking about it in the, our own meeting before. I mean, if the lions were to take Malik Wilson, the second round, some people thought they could have taken him at number two overall. That's a draft winner because if he doesn't work out one year in, okay, you have, two first round picks next year. You can still get a quarterback. Then it's in the second round It's lower risk. And if he does work out, you're potentially getting a top 10 quarterback in the NFL for years to come with now Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown, two really good receivers and one of the best offensive lines in football. And you have Jared Goff right now. So you don't have to rush him in yeah. the beginning of the season. Maybe at the end of the season, you'd bring him in just to see what you have. To me, that, that would be the, the draft win right there. Yeah. Yeah. He, 
he has definitely fallen to the point now that taking him is not not nearly the risk he was as a as a first round pick. With this, I, it's not going to happen. But I'd love to see the Steelers pull a Robert Griffin and Kirk Cousins in this draft. <laughs> Give Malik Willis here, anyways. Give yes. Him, uh, yeah. I mean, he heck, he might be there in round three. We don't know. I would like to say, Andrew, that uh, I hope you are not going through. You don't end up feeling the way the way about this draft is. Uh, Shannon and I felt about Creed Humphrey last year when. We wanted the Steelers to take him in the first. We were like, you know, maybe you need to take him in the first round. And they didn't. Then they passed oh, on him yeah. in the second round. And then we got to see him have a phenomenal season. Uh, <laughs> like, like, So w- welcome to the club. Welcome mm-hmm. to the club of mm-hmm. having a guy that you seriously wanted the Steelers to take. And he's just not. It just didn't happen. Oh, man. Um, we, need to, we need to wrap this up. Get ready. Uh, round two is almost over. Of course, After the Steelers pick in round three, there's going to be a whole new group of people coming on here, coming back, doing the same thing we're doing right here, breaking down that pick, talking about the Steelers draft. I'm Jeffrey Benedict. My, there we go, co-host Shannon White here to my left. Andrew Wilbar, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. And I hope, hey, George Pickens, Pittsburgh Steelers, new wide receiver. Teaming up with Kenny Pickett. Let's go Steelers. See you guys here right after round three. Go Steelers. When I know that it can never really be the same. How?